This is Matthew Cratter from Bitcoin University. Today I wanted to talk about Bitcoin mining and mainstream media propaganda. In America today, most journalists are nothing more than mouthpieces for the regime, both parties, and especially for central bankers and their talking points. Gone are the days of independent journalism, and all that's left is journalists parodying the talking points that are handed down from on high by central bankers and their puppets. It's basically the American American version of Pravda. If you remember, Pravda was the newspaper of the Communist Party in the Soviet Union. We don't have a direct government newspaper, but we have equivalents when it comes to the Washington Post and the LA Times and the New York Times. You'd have to be incredibly stupid and or economically illiterate to believe the kind of stories that they regularly run at the behest of central bankers. Articles like this, inflation is good for you. Don't panic over milk prices. Inflation is bad for the 1%, but it helps out almost everyone else. This is actually the complete opposite of the truth. It's the 1% who have the means to hedge against inflation. Inflation predominantly hurts the working and middle classes. Similar article, why inflation can actually be good for everyday Americans and bad for rich people. This is complete, complete propaganda and nonsense. And I'd say that the media's coverage of Bitcoin mining is equally skewed. When you load up on student debt in order to major in gender studies, surprise, surprise, it doesn't exactly give you that many options or the intellectual equipment to allow you to cover the intricacies of sound money and electrical grids. You're basically forced to become a propagandist for a living and you become that kind of petty little mouthpiece for a corrupt regime that you so despised in your liberal arts college history classes. Then you end up writing really stupid things that don't age well, like this article, Bitcoin mining on track to consume all the world's energy by 2020. I don't remember that happening, but maybe I missed the headline. If you're enjoying this video so far, I just ask you to hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, leave a comment, question, suggestion for a future video. Also share this video with a friend or family member. So when Elizabeth Warren and her banker friends roll out their attacks on Bitcoin mining in the US, as we've talked about in the last two videos, as a journalist, you get to be part of the propaganda project. And this is quite exciting. So when Warren and the Department of Energy push towards this sort of data collection, this sort of persecution of Bitcoin miners, you get to help out by publishing propaganda articles like this article that was just published in Time magazine. A Texas town's misery underscores the impact of Bitcoin mines across the US. Timing of this article is so interesting. Could it be that this is a coordinated push by the state and the media complex. As a journalist who works for the regime, you have the obligation to ignore anything positive related to Bitcoin mining. So in your articles, please don't mention that it helps to stabilize electrical grids, that it helps to reduce vented flare gas and methane emissions, and then it also creates many, many local jobs. For your propaganda articles, you should just focus on the energy usage and the noise, as this article does. Anxiety, mood swings, and sleepless nights, life near a Bitcoin mine. Little known fact, the actually the only source of noise in America is Bitcoin mining rigs. It's not the private jets of bankers and their captured politicians like Elizabeth Warren flying over your house. It's not the military bases and their loud fighter jets that exist to back the US dollar with proof of war. It's not the giant landfills and their tractors trying to bury the disposable IKEA furniture and cheap Chinese goods that come with a fiat standard. It's also not, make sure you don't mention the awful noise of wind farms because the reality is that there are few things worse to live next to than a wind farm or a solar farm. And I actually remember when the, the mainstream media used to cover things like this, this article back from 2008, you'll never see an article like this these days from ABC News, neighbors at odds over noise from wind turbines, 
Not long after the wind turbines began to spin in March near their home, he, uh, Robert and his wife complain of headaches. They have trouble sleeping. Some, he sometimes feels, she sometimes feels a fluttering in their chest. He's sometimes nauseating, hears crackling. The culprit, they say, is the whooshing sound from the five industrial wind turbines near the six acre spread where they've lived for 37 years. I don't think anyone should have to put up with this. Who compares the sound? He compares the sound to a helicopter or jet taking off. So these are the kind of articles that used to be written about wind farms, but no longer. Uh, you'll only find this more in the independent media. New study finds wind turbine noises driving neighbors from their homes. So you can art, write an article about lots of things that are noisy. It's not just Bitcoin, mining farms. But the real privilege journalists have is they can set the talking points and they can decide what to focus on. And by focusing on certain things and ignoring other things, they can contribute to a certain, uh, certain propaganda line. Here's a Mojave Desert solar plant that kills 6,000 birds a year. Here's the, uh, the plant that's basically burning, uh, incinerating birds mid-flight. You know, these are real environmental impacts, wind turbines, chopping up birds, etc. The question is, why write so many articles about Bitcoin mining recently while ignoring the very real environmental impact of wind and solar energy? And I'm not saying we shouldn't use wind and solar. I'm just saying that it's important to highlight that all forms of energy production come with trade-offs. And there's certain trade-offs when it comes to hydrocarbons. There's certain trade-offs when it comes to so-called renewables. One of the things that journalists never point out, these things are not quite as renewable and as clean as you think. The lithium mines all over third world countries that look like this. What's the environmental impact of the solar panels and the batteries uh, that all rely on lithium? Also, this article, you're never going to find this in mainstream media. Thousands of old wind turbine blades, blades pile up in West Texas. Here's the dump for renewable energy. So this is the dark side of renewables that needs to be covered as well if we're going to be fair journalists. As a privileged journalist in America, though, it is your prerogative to change the facts whenever they suit you. For example, as the New York Times now does, feel free to doctor photos to help to make your point, as they did when they did this Bitcoin mining article. They actually added haze to the picture, and people have demonstrated this online, as I'll link to below. Also, feel free to fudge the data. Daniel Batten does a great takedown here about the New York Times article on Bitcoin mining and how they overstated fossil fuel usage and basically changed the facts. Fortunately, we now have a lot of eyeballs on these sort of things and we're holding journalists accountable. If you're a, this type of journalist, also make sure that readers understand that it's the New York Times or the Washington Post or Time Magazine that gets to decide what are and what are not legitimate uses of electricity. This is how America works. We have people up above us who tell us what we can do with our electricity. So for example, when miners use electricity to mine Bitcoin, that's a bad thing. But when readers use electricity to read your articles and servers use electricity to host your articles in data centers, which look very similar to Bitcoin mining centers, that is a good thing. As a journalist, it's important to avoid all self-awareness and self-reflection. I love this Twitter campaign, Stop the Presses. Uh, the New York Times murders millions of trees per year and creates billions of pounds of CO2 with their wasteful printing. This is a response by Bitcoiners to the attack on Bitcoin mining by the New York Times. I'm actually fine with people printing up newspaper. You can do what you want which with your, your resources if you pay for them. Here's the kicker though, and the really annoying thing, much of this anti-Bitcoin propaganda is being actively funded by ship coiners, altcoiners, and their ill-gotten gains. For example, Chris Larson and Ripple dumped their crappy XRP tokens on naive retail investors, got them wrecked, and then used the proceeds to fund campaigns attacking Bitcoin, as, the, as in this case when they partnered with Greenpeace 
trying to get Bitcoin to move from proof of work to proof of stake in order to make it more easily captured. I cover this in a couple of videos, which I'll link to in the description notes below. This is a problem with Ethereum as well as with Ripple, all these crypto people funding Bitcoin FUD. So I'll link to this art, this video, as well as this video about Greenpeace and Ripple. If you'd like a more reasoned take on Bitcoin mining and the environment, I'll refer, refer you to Michael Saylor's article here, which I'll link to in the description notes below, Bitcoin mining and the environment, as well as my own playlist on YouTube that discusses why Bitcoin mining is actually good for the environment and good for humanity. If you enjoyed this video, be sure to hit the subscribe and like buttons. Hit the notification bell if you want to be notified when I publish my next video. And let me know your questions and comments in the comment section below. Thanks all for watching, and I'll see you in the next video.